Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women at all levels in engineering and technology. And one way we do that is through professional development events and online workshops. Visit www.exec.swe.org to learn more about our empowering and engaging three-day event for engineering leaders and executives taking place this June. Or attend one of our three virtual Reignite Your Light workshops designed to help women engineers at every level find happiness, balance, and direction in their careers. To learn more, visit advancedlearning.swe.org. Now let's get to today's diverse episode. Hi, I'm Heather Doty, FY21 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Lauren Thompson, Senior Manager of Transmission Controls at Stellantis. Lauren joined the company in 2000, Dr. Chrysler at that time, after graduating with her BSME from Michigan State University. Lauren received her MME from the University of Michigan in 2002. She has spent the majority of 20 professional years within the powertrain area and currently leads a global team responsible for transmission roles. Lauren is married, has two children, Kate, who is 10, and Brandon, who is 12, and a two-year-old chocolate lab named Breslin. Thanks for joining us today, Lauren. Thanks for having me. So what was your very first job in engineering or tech, and what did you enjoy most about your work? My first engineering experience was in a vehicle assembly plant. It was a local job that I did over the summer while attending school. And what I loved most about it was watching how it all came together and such like a, a sequenced harmony and that the role that the engineering team had, to, they played into it to enable quality and minimize risks. It was amazing with the complexity that the vehicles are built and the speed at which they're built, that things went well so much. And it was just, it was just amazing the role the engineers, you know, played in all of that and minimizing those risks and, you know, making sure the materials delivered on time and, and getting there. So it was fast paced and just amazing. It's kind of like the A-team. I love it when a plan comes together, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I think I mentioned your current title is the manager of the transmission control, but what does your average day look like today? Well, yeah, so currently I'm the senior manager of the Trans Controls Group. Um, I took this role on last March, so it's just been over a year. And when I took the job, that's when COVID hit, obviously. And since then, I've been 100% virtual. So of my team of, you know, 50 or 60 people, I've only actually met a handful of them face-to-face. -face. And keep in mind, it's global, too. So it's it's just been an interesting to take on a new job with a new team and not even having that social interaction, that face-to-face so it's, it had some challenges, but we're working through it. My typical day starts around 7 a.m. with meetings. We prioritize the day with our colleagues from India and Italy so that we don't keep them up too late. Um, and then the afternoon usually consists of meetings and the conversations that are focused with the team in North America or in Brazil. I spend my day working with my team to understand what their risks are and what their concerns are. And I, I try to help them work through some of their roadblocks and escalating, you know, for awareness when I, when we both get stuck and how to proceed with that. So it's, it's been an interesting year for all of us, but to make this change at the same time was just another layer on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you're, you're doing a lot of talking with folks and, and, and working through conversations, maybe a little less uh, hands-on stuff. 
Yeah, I do have a team that gets to go into the office quite a bit for some testing and even in the, the, the vehicle assembly plants that do some root cause analysis on some issues. And so I've been able to, to join them uh, at the new plants that we've had and work through some of those issues. So I do get a chance to see a little bit, but, you know, just in this, this uh, COVID situation, it's a little bit less than normal on top of it. So, yeah, definitely. So you said you've only been in this particular position for a little over a year. How did you end up in that one? How did you get from that internship at the plant to where now? <laughs> yeah, good question. So in the last 20 years, I've had a lot of positions that allowed me to have some project focus. So I was able to gain some influential leadership skills. We all have things that we need to do. And many times more than that, that we have to rely on other people to get our job done. So you get that chance to, you know, depend on other people and interact with other people. So you have to convince them that what you're doing is the right thing and that they should help you out. So I got that opportunity through those, you know, gaining my leadership skills and honing them that way. And in my last job, I had a little bit of an interaction with my current boss. And at the time, like last February, March, our organization went through a reorganization and this position opened up. So, you know, I'm grateful that that my director gave me this opportunity so I can improve myself. Um, This is the first time that I'm actually leading a large team. Um, I've led people in the past with like four or five. And like I said, more project-based, but this is the first time with a a larger team of like 40, 50 or 60 people globally. So it just worked out well. I was able to demonstrate my, my capabilities in other projects and working with other people. And then, you know, relying on this, this last reorg. Absolutely. So a lot of us ended up in engineering because we were, had a passion for engineering. So I think some people who are thinking about leadership or maybe concerned or nervous about transitioning to leadership, where maybe there won't be as much, if any, hands-on engineering. You said you did get to go into the plant sometimes, but did you have any of those thoughts or feelings as you were transitioning from kind of like a more technical role to a more leadership type role? And and how did you know it was the right time to move forward? Yeah, good question. My perspective is a little bit different. Um, I actually started at Michigan State and the week before I was a psychology major. I've always had this love-hate relationship with math all my life. I can remember having math hissy fits in second grade at the kitchen table with my mom crying over about it. But when I realized that I actually placed out a math and psychology, I realized that I missed something and I needed to go back into engineering. And I would always have those opportunities to get my people fixes in engineering. So for me, engineering was the right balance of working with people still and and keeping that technical you know balance. I enjoy the technical aspect of what I do, and I still have a great appreciation of learning how people work and what makes them tick and how to get them engaged and motivated. And, and in college, I always picked the the lab partner that was the biggest pain in the butt to work with. And if I could <laughs> work with that person, <laughs> then I could make it happen. And that person was usually an answer to one of my interview questions. So it was a win-win. My gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm going for you, buddy. So you don't so, <laughs> challenge, but you don't shrink from an interpersonal challenge. That's a perhaps no. a different perspective than some of our uh, <laughs> our listeners maybe do. But it seems like a good one that's worked for you. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So as, as I've grown in my leadership roles, I find opportunities for my own little side projects. So I can still get my fix on my technical things. So it's kind of like my own little thing that I'm accountable for. I get my hands on it. I can get my hands dirty, but my main bread and butter is leading the team. So I knew it was time to move into a leadership role when I thought I had enough experience where I could visualize the path and I could work with others to help move along in it. So when I was, you know, advising people on where to go and, and just kind of, it felt like a natural fit of, 
you know, I had more of a passion for what we wanted to do. And I wanted to speak up and start running in, in a group and an organization. It kind of just, I went with it and it worked out. So you have to, it's uncomfortable at first, but you have to work through it. And, you know, once you get that comfortableness, then you can take on more, you know, more challenges. Yeah. And it's kind of, once you get too comfortable, it's time for a new challenge because then you'll get complacent or bored, right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, um, you've talked about kind of learning and growing in your roles, but how how important has like a personal network, particularly of other women leaders, to you in your own leadership journey? Having a network of women in my organization is has been very important to me. Um, I was heavily involved with SWE at Michigan State, and then I continue to be involved as a professional. And I've always been so fortunate to work with these people that are just fantastic. And they there's business resource groups that we have available too that are like just fantastic mentorship programs. And these women that I work with, both you know within the workplace and with SWE, are just truly amazing and inspirational. It, it makes you think that the struggles that you have are not unique and that there's other perspectives that they can help give you to kind of mitigate those paths. And it almost takes those things and makes them a little bit normal, you know, a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that I've on different things, challenges and things, my own circle of peer mentors or even folks who are more experienced than me and always get some new nugget of wisdom or I hadn't thought of it that way kind of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. What sort of uh, talked about growth always being important. So what personal and professional goals have you set for yourself to continue to grow and develop? Well, as a leader, I mean, as engineers, we're all programmed to be problem solvers. And now that I'm leading this large team, you know, I struggle sometimes to hold back from just jumping in and solving the problems that myself. And sometimes that, of course, is needed. But I, I've needed, I've learned that I need to step back and recognize, are they, at the, are they at the point where they've kind of, you know, done everything they can and can I coach them past it or do I need to jump in with them and, and, or do I need to help them on their journey? So that's been my struggles as a leader and what I'm working through in the last year. And then how to coach and motivate them if, if it is still in their hands and they can run with it to just push them. You know, I want to be that problem solver. I want to take it on and help them with it. So trying to put it more on ownership of them so that they can develop and, and, you know, you know, develop themselves more. Yeah. The, it, it's almost like a little bit, some of the parenting piece comes. Uh, exactly. Like exactly. You're trying to help others do as opposed to doing it yourself. Right. Yep. Exactly. I didn't mean to make management parenting, although sometimes, sometimes <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there are things it, it, you're dealing with people in all ways and people who are learning. So that's why. <laughs> So a few years ago, we both attended Exec, SWE Executive Leadership Program, and that's actually where we met in person. We've both been involved in SWE for forever, but I had the opportunity to know you for that. Yep. Yeah. So that was super awesome. But I'm just curious, perspective, but what was your experience with Exec like? And was there anything about the program that surprised you? Well, I loved, loved, loved this program. And the biggest thing I think that maybe surprised me about it, I mean, I knew that the content would be there. I expected that from a, you know, an event sponsored by SWE, but I mean, it was, it was multiple days in a row and this is in person. It was early mornings. And, you know, for me, I flew in from Detroit to Denver. So it was a little bit of a time zone and jet lag, 
And so I expected some dryness to it and some dullness and some mind wandering. But all of the speakers, all of them were super engaging. They balanced it out with lecture versus small work groups versus, you know, take home things. So it was it was never you, you never dry. It was never dull. It was always engaging. So I, I think that was the thing that most, you know, you know, surprised me about it. I, I also truly ha- appreciated having the ability to connect with you and all these other amazing women throughout the course and even afterwards. So it was a smaller group. Um, so it was a little bit more intimate. We, we got the chance to talk over dinner and talk over lunch, talk throughout the, the training sessions. But then even after the class wrapped up and we left and I went back to Detroit, we're still talking on a, you know, I think it was a monthly basis or every other week to hold ourselves accountable to the goals that we set for ourselves in the training plan. So it was like also the training material. It was it was something real. It was something that you could you could own and and you could uh, you know make improvements on yourself. And it wasn't just something to check the box and walk away from. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. What I what I loved about Exec so much was the immediate applicability, if you will. We are all challenged to bring our examples from work and and what we were doing and how were we going to immediately apply that. And we had sticky notes all over the room or we were (laughs) challenges and people were offering out their suggestions towards our challenges. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I loved about it is that you could feel the realness of it and how it can apply. It's not like this theoretical knowledge that you may never use. I mean, we used like real world examples with each other and how we could mitigate through it. So it was a little bit more tangible and something you could, you know, and it was, and it was just great to be able to catch up with you and the other ladies every month too. And, you know, so it was something to look forward to as well, as long as you're keeping yourself accountable too. So like good homework. Yeah. Having our little, our little group of accountability buddies. That's how Jill Miller framed it up to us. She was our moderator. Yeah. It was a great group of speakers, super energetic. They were all very different, but all super amazing and inspirational. I, I agree. For those listening there, and you're, if you're thinking of going to exec this year, it's the same group of speakers that Lauren and I got to see. Oh, so um, that's awesome. You know, I was like, I want to go again. Even though, <laughs> I was like, because no matter where you are in your learning journey, right? Even if you experience the same material, there's differences that have happened to you, and your experiences have shaped you differently. And I feel like you can always get something new out of something, even if it's something you're familiar. There was a lot new to me in this program. Exactly. So. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And again, yeah, catching up with you and and uh, the rest of our team, that was a lot of fun continuing through that. So, you know, thinking back, reflecting, we've had this leader training together and you've been serving as a leader and all this stuff. But what, what do you think is are the most important aspects of continuing to become a better, stronger leader? My biggest thing, I think, for becoming a better and stronger leader is listening to your team, Right and being approachable. If you're not getting the pulse of what the struggles are and what's going on, then it's hard to be an advocate for them and work through those those struggles. And for me, my style, I, I like to be tough with them in private to make sure that they're being challenged and that we're being critical you know, within the family, but then protect and praise them in public, right? I want to make sure that they know that you know, I'm, I'm on their team and that we can work together to, to do the right thing. So, you know, and, and I've learned through, I've learned by watching other leaders in the good things that they do, and then some of the maybe things that they could have done better. And so, you know, making sure that being approachable and having that open door policy and really listening, listening to them has been probably the biggest thing that I can, you know, advise in becoming a stronger leader. Those are 
good tidbits. I like all of that, what you said. Well, you know, there might be people here listening, trying to decide whether or not or how if to pursue leadership in engineering. So if you had any word wisdom for people who are trying or maybe at that crossroads or trying to decide how or if they might do that, what would that advice be? Well, I think for me, like getting my leadership experience, I really, I really appreciated SWE being there because for SWE for me was a, a good, safe place to try out my leadership skills and practice it. You know, when I, I was a Detroit section president, not maybe it was, it seemed like not too long ago, but it was probably 12 years ago. And at the time before then, I was really um, nervous, but even public speaking, right? So not so much a leadership skill, but just something that a skill that I needed to practice on. So that gave me the chance to be more comfortable in my skin and leading a team of, you know, 30 women. There was a, a section that had, you know, quite a few. And so getting involved in SWE and taking more initiative there is is kind of a good, safe practice spot. And also, even if you don't have a team that's working for you, you like I said, you still need to account on other people. You can practice different approaches and see work, what works well. And, you know, there's no harm there. If you make a mistake with somebody, again, like SWE, then you just learn from it and you kind of just watch how it goes. So I really recommend getting more involved with SWE and then just watching and trying your leadership, your influential leadership skills. They always feel a little uncomfortable at first, but, you know, give it some time and some practice. And then if it feels right and it's something that you're interested in, then, of course, it will be a natural fit. And I think the opportunities will will present themselves. I absolutely agree. I've definitely done that myself throughout my sweet career, if you will. And I certainly think um, there's something to be said when I've interviewed teams and talking past leadership experiences. I use SWE as an example. And it's it's easy like, hey, I had to motivate people who weren't being motivated by the money, right? We're all just volunteers in this exactly. organization. So if you exactly. can successfully lead a team of volunteers <laughs> who have like nothing but the goodness of their heart to be there, right. you know, like a paycheck or anything going, I mean, we have intrinsic motivation, right? But I think that's I think that's a huge part of it, successful leadership experience. So you're right, you get to practice it. Yeah, and then pick out the bad then pick out the bad lab partners too, right? So pick out yeah. the troublemakers. <laughs> Well, and sometimes that's just, it's like, I've learned the most when I interact with people who are maybe the most different from me. And so I might've initially viewed someone as maybe difficult to work with, but really it was just the thought differently about things. And they brought this to bear that I hadn't thought of. And so I know that our answer was better in the end, right? It's exactly what you're looking for when you're trying to succeed in a team. Absolutely. Well, that is a great Great big way. I'm like, yes, get involved with SWE, get involved with SWE exec, you know, be a leader if you want to stay technical if you want to, whatever. But I think some great tips for our audience. So Lauren, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was great to catch up with you. Likewise, it's been a little while. It's been nice to to reconnect. So everybody, I'm Heather Doty for all of us at SWE. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. If you feel inspired to make a positive change in your career, make sure to register for SWE's professional development workshops by visiting www.exec.swe.org and www.advancedlearning.swe.org. Please don't forget to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform and share this episode with your social network. Thanks for listening.